your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, today we're going to be talking about the feeling of emptiness. You know, emptiness is such a a pervasive thing when it strikes us. All of us uh, feel at some points in our life that we uh, lack meaning or purpose. But, you know, the feeling of emptiness is really a cry of our soul. It's it's a deep, it's a deep sense of purposelessness, hopelessness. uh, And it, it, it means that our soul is not finding meaning in this life. And it's a tough thing for people because we get so caught up in uh, pleasing other people. We get so caught up in doing what we think we should be doing or what we think people should be respecting what we do. Uh, and, and we find that, you know, we're just not on people's radar like we want to be. We, we, people want to think that they're always being thought about, but the truth is you're not. You're just not that, that none of us are that important. We're important in what we do to help other people. And that is where the rubber meets the road for life. You know, finding, you know, trying to, it's like if you go to church and you just sit in church and you just go every Sunday, but you don't really do anything with it. You just sit there and you're doing it for you, but you're really not doing what, 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 uh, you know, God wants you to do, which is to reach out and touch others who are struggling, who are in pain, because those people that are in pain and are struggling, they're the ones that really need you. And that's where purpose comes through. You know, feelings of emptiness or lack of meaning or purpose, they're, they're experienced by almost everybody at some point in life. You know, the chronic feelings of emptiness is where the trouble is. So feeling of numbness or despair or similar experiences might be symptomatic of other mental health concerns. You know, uh, and the biggest ones, depression, uh, schizophrenia. Uh, borderline personalities. I mean, there's all kinds of different contra- uh, contributions to that feeling of emptiness. But the truth is, is that all of them are seated in the symptom of being so self-absorbed that you cannot see the forest for the trees. And so emptiness can be experienced by bereavement following the death of a loved one. But an individual who experiences consistent and severe feelings of emptiness may find it helpful to seek a therapist, especially when it becomes difficult to focus on their life, because that is where you have a sense of breaking everything down and being constructive, getting outside of yourself and finding where your soul is. And, and that journey can be very difficult uh, for, for many, many people. The, gr- you know, the good news is uh, we, as we get older and have more wisdom and, and move on into our older years, we have a tendency to understand our purpose and be able to drive towards helping other people in a different way. But people confront this feeling of emptiness in life for many reasons. For example, you know, when you lose someone you love or, or you have a death or a separation, it, it really can leave a person feeling a, an absence of that person that you may have taken for granted and you may have uh, 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 disconnected from them. And so what basically happens is you both coexist until finally something ends. You know, but what you want to do is you want to find purpose and structure in your life. And and a sudden change in life circumstances may also produce, you know, that sense of emptiness. 
you know, Viktor Frankl wrote Man's Search for Meaning, and he recognized the human need for finding meaning in life during hardship. And once again, this is universal for every person on the earth. During the years he spent in the concentration camps, he discovered the only thing that the Nazis couldn't take away from him was having the moment, a meaningful moment with a person and helping them. And it may have been just listening to them. But the bottom line is, if you stop worrying about the past and the future and you stay focused on just the now, you create memories. And those memories can live beyond your physical life on the earth. And that's what we have the invitation to do every single day of our life. Now, uh, he called this logotherapy. Logo means it's Greek word. And what it means is meaning. And so meaning to life is what we all strive for. And once we get off that journey, we no longer have meaning. And when we no longer have meaning, that means we're not attractive. It means other people are not going to seek us because we're caught up in our own selves. And that means that we're every time we're with other people, we're going to be focusing on ourselves, our needs, rather than the other person. You know, emptiness can pe- make people feel numb, despondent, isolated, anxious. But, you know, people attempt to fill the void in a whole lot of different ways. They often... Uh, do activities such as compulsive shopping, eating, uh, use of substances. You know, our consumer culture really grabs onto these feelings and it really gravitates towards people like this because they can make a lot of money off people that feel empty. And, and then they promise fulfillment with this or that product. But a person might instead attempt to combat the feelings of emptiness with, with uh, a new meaning in life. And that means something that's going to be helpful. That's called volunteering or taking up a hobby or adopting a pet or cultivating or maintaining a spiritual practice of some kind. And other activities that may be more emotionally feel, fulfilling. But the biggest diagnosis in psychology that float towards this Uh, sense of emptiness is depression, which is, it's related to feelings of hopelessness, uh, loss of pleasure, loss of hope, loss of worth, low motivation. And then there's the borderline personality where there's chronic feelings of emptiness and they're associated with impulsivity, an unstable sense of self, suicidal ideation or self-harm. And then the other diagnosis that often is found with people that are chronically empty is uh, alcohol and drug addiction. People may attempt to alleviate the feelings of emptiness and depression by self-medicating and the lack of availability of an addictive substance or attempts to quit using it can produce feelings of emptiness if they keep failing. And so, you know, emptiness is both spiritual, it's it's existential and, and and it's empty. And uh, philosophically and spiritual traditions uh, often gravitate around this sense of emptiness. You know, in Buddhism, for example, the concept of emptiness is known as sunyata. And it's associated with renouncing ego. And ego means the person that we personify ourselves to be rather than the person that we are, the person that we want everybody to see us as, and desire in order to achieve openness. That's what Buddhism wants. It's openness, inner peace, receptivity ultimativity, enlightenment. And what that means is we're open to looking at the world around us and and be invited into what our environment offers us. And that may be people, that may be uh, a, a hobby, that may be something that can help other people. But without the attachment of ego and self, the goal is for uh, for Buddhism is renouncing worldly desires and, and, and the greed that appears in a lot of forms of life, which can include religion. Um, 
And so the ultimate goal in, in the Buddhist faith is achieving emptiness can vary among traditions. And so that, that emptiness is filled by ourselves, not by others, not by objects, but it's filled within ourselves. And we'll go into a little bit more of that because we can talk about how to be constructive. And I'll go into that in just a minute. But, you know, existentialism, on the other hand, identifies meaninglessness as a reality, like death. And so the theory uh, views people as capable of finding meaning in their own lives. And that existential psychotherapy techniques like Franco's logotherapy, humanistic uh, psychotherapy can help people find their, their wisdom, their inner wisdom and achieve a sense of meaning. Even going to your minister and just sitting down in the office and having a conversation about your flaws, about the problems that you've created in your life and seeking and understanding that, that God does forgive you and moving from that forgiveness because he died on the cross for us. You know, we, that's where he took all of our sins. And so the deal is we have to understand that we're all flawed and we have to continue to be open to the sense of where our flaws are so that we can move beyond them. So, you know, therapy for emptiness, uh, it, it can be intolerable and that feeling and it can have a real unfortunate effect on, on leading people to believe that there's nothing in their life to hope for and nothing will ever make the emptiness go away. But, but therapy and joining with somebody who is more healthy can help with the feelings of emptiness, whether the feelings are caused by a diagnosable condition. And like I said, there's some psychological conditions that come with it oftentimes. Sometimes it's just a pocket of emptiness, but the people that are chronic usually have other diagnoses that float along with them. So, you know, first thing you want to do is determine if the feelings are caused by treatable disorders such as depression. And if they are not, help the person in the individual discover the reason for their feelings. And that sometimes is journaling, is just putting it from the subconscious to the conscious. And then what we want to do in therapy is empower an individual to find and implement strategies to cope with emptiness and begin to fill for themselves, not seeking others, but fill for themselves. And then help an individual master the skills needed to move past behaviors that are contributable to emptiness and find ways to stop this negative thought process. So, you know, you want to help an individual find ways to navigate interpersonal conflicts which lead to feelings of emptiness and then as a therapist act as a supportive conversational partner who can help that individual better understand their needs. Now, you as a friend can actually do that for someone who's feeling empty and that's a beautiful thing. So, let's look inside ourselves. You know, do you often, do you feel empty? Do you believe that others should be filling you up uh, you know, you want to discover, first of all, if you want to capture and, 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 and come through emptiness, you have to understand, are you seeking external things to solve an internal problem? Because if you feel empty, you're not alone in feeling this way. The world has emptiness all around us. Emptiness is everywhere. We all have it. We all understand it. But what we have to do is understand that life takes effort. We can't just sit and, and hope everything lands on the hood of our car. We have to come towards life. So when you identify your feelings of emptiness, you know, you have to look inside and go, is, is my partner, uh, am I blaming them for not giving me enough love and attention? Or I don't have a partner or I'm bored. And that's a bigger, big contributor towards emptiness, just boredom. You know, in our mind, we play lots of gymnastics. Boredom is, uh, you know, bore, boredom is caused by boring people. 
you know, because, you know, we're looking for someone else to stimulate us. If you call your work uh, unsatisfying, then you feel trapped in your job. If you don't feel like you're successful enough, that's a constant sense of negativity. If you don't feel like you have enough money, that's another sense of a ne- of negativity that you're measuring yourself against what you make rather than what you do. And it may be what you do outside of your job that's more important and your job is buying you the opportunity to help your family and to do things with your family. You know, I, I, I have no one to play with on the weekends. It can may- be maybe as simple as that. You know, feeling sorry for yourself. Nothing, nothing excites you. You're apathetic. Well, apathy is the opposite of love. And what that means is it's not hate. Hate is not the opposite of love. You have to love to hate. But when it comes to apathy, that means you've just given up. And we can't do that in life. When you just give up, you don't, you don't exist anymore. You're just, you're just there. You're just existing. Yes, you exist, but you're just taking space. And that's not what we're here to do. We have a very short period of time in this universe to be alive, and we need to take full advantage of it. And you need to get off your butt, pick up your pieces, and get back out into life and do what you can do to help others. You know, some people feel like they don't get enough love, enough attention, enough approval from friends or relatives or enough sex or or none of these situations is, is a real cause. We just don't know what the emptiness is. So you have to ask yourself, what do you do to try to fill the emptiness? Do you try to fill it up with substances such as food or sugar or alcohol or drugs or cigarettes? You know, processes and activities such as TV, internet, sex, computer games, work, shopping, spending, gambling, telephone or email, none of these are that constructive. You know, attempting to get others' attention or approval with niceness or caretaking or over-talking or storytelling or anger or blame, these are all substances. These are all processes that uh, usually addictively uh, personalities, people that need approval of other people. So you try to kill people with kindness, but you don't get back what you expect. And that expectation is what hurts, is you expect a whole lot of things to happen that other people don't do. And that disappointment causes an, a sense of emptiness, a sense of I got to do something with this because we just need, we need to feel needed. We need to feel wanted. We need to feel like we belong. But the truth is you have to accept yourself. You have to love yourself. And people who love themselves say no to the things that hurt them. And that takes thought, not emotion, not doing what you feel, but doing what you think. And when people work from how they think rather than what they feel, they become more constructive in life. You know, there are behaviors and activities that people use to try to fill the emptiness. And it may work for the moment, but not for long. Soon that emptiness is back and you're looking for someone or something to fill a black hole. So the problem with all these behaviors is they only address the symptom of inner emptiness, but not the cause. So what is the cause of feeling inner emptiness? There's only one thing that truly fills uh, fills the emptiness, and that is called love. There is only one cause of inner emptiness, a lack of love. But here's the deal. You have to trust yourself in order to love yourself. And that means that you have to do what is right rather than what you feel. And when you start to do what is right and you start to pick your battles and you start to move in a direction where your life has purpose, then what happens is you begin to drain away and lose all that pus that you build up in that sense of emptiness where you, you're just too much emotional baggage for other people to deal with. You know, 
when you give yourself up, for instance, you give yourself up to God, all of a sudden you're going to live like Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. That fills your life because now you have purpose to reach out and help other people, to understand people who may be in pain, who understand people who may hurt, who may who may uh, have, have suffered injustice, whatever. But the beautiful thing is, is being there for them is more important than trying to tell them your story. You know, inner emptiness comes from a lack lack of connection with your spiritual source of love. So, you know, you have to trust yourself in order to love yourself. You know, you can love someone and not trust them, but it's just kind of sitting there. When you trust someone, love always follows. It grows. And if you think about the people that move away from your life and then come back into your life and that trust was always there, the relationship just connects back together. So any relationship in life is based on a sense of consistency and trust. And then when you have that, you have the safety to love. And so we have to be safe people. And when you're not a safe person, you are going to have a hard time finding any love in your life. And that means that you are destructive. And people that are destructive really have a hard time getting through life um, because they want to hurt. And, and so they want other people to feel their hurt. But the deal is, is that people are busy and they move through life and they're all on different phases of journeys. And so we have to have something to offer as people to move out of that emptiness. And once again, emptiness is universal. We just have to learn how to overcome it as people. So your ego-wound self is filled with a whole lot of false beliefs regarding who you think you are. And your wounded self may see you as inadequate, unlovable, not good enough, not important, selfish, bad, wrong. And so your wounded self self-operates emptiness that you're causing with self-judgment and self-abandonment. And so we want to fill that. And we're going to talk about how to fill that and how to break it down and how to make our life much more meaningful. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. How do you define work? 
Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the feeling of emptiness, which is basically a cry of the soul. Uh, I do want to say I have to thank so many of you who write me constantly and uh, communicate and ask questions. I, I truly appreciate all that, and I hope you continue doing that. This feeling of emptiness is, is basically the, the ability to learn to love yourself. The truth of who you are comes from your personal source of spiritual guidance, whatever that is for you. But when you have empty, we all, you know, the truth is, we all know there's something greater than us. We all know there is a God. If you go to any culture around this world, any tribe, any place, all of them have some sort of spiritual belief uh, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And when you detach yourself from that, and you, and you should know better, but when you detach from that, you lose purpose in life because you're never able to get to outside of yourself and understand and view a different meaning to your life. When you open to the learning with the source of higher guidance about the truth of who you are and about what loving action towards yourself and others looks like, you open up 
the love that is God coming into your heart and filling your inner emptiness. And this occurs only when you shift your attention from protecting protecting yourself against pain or avoiding responsibility for your feelings through your addictive or controlling behaviors. So what you want to do is learn with your higher guidance about what it is to love yourself and others. And so what you do is you today you decide, choose the intent to learn with your higher guidance about the truth and about loving yourself. Even if you don't believe that anything is there to answer you, see what happens. You start to feel full and you start to love inside. You know, far too many of us grow into adulthood with a pervasive feeling of emptiness, a born with a, a lack of self-love. But this may be due to physical and emotional neglect while growing up. You know, we as parents, you're either going to sit at the park and study your book while your kid plays or you're going to interact with them. You know, if you're not going to participate in a child's life, that child may feel a sense of physical and emotional neglect while growing up or other childhood traumas. And then we take that and carry it into our adult life. You know, if we grow up emotionally or physically alone with no close attachments to people who see us, understand us, value us, respond helpfully to our distress, we may develop a sense of empty, of aloneness. And it's a feeling of alienation and of emotional disconnection with the rest of humanity. You know, in our empty emotional isolation from others, we uh, feel unwhole. So our sense of self-worth is damaged and we feel unlovable just as others may have abandoned us. So now we abandon ourselves and we fail to take care of ourselves. Every one of us has a core human need to feel whole. So the cravings for drugs, alcohol and other objects of our addictions are, are equivalent on a low level to the spiritual thirst of wholeness and a sense of union with life. You know, life is something that is shared. And then when we stop sharing, then we lose the purpose in our life. What we have to do is understand that we not, cannot control other people. So we, we work our life with preferences rather than expectations. We don't live expecting people to do what we want them to do or trying to force them to do what we want them to do. We work with preferences. I prefer they did this. I prefer they did that. Then we're not walking around with judgment and, and, and emotional disappointment. You know, the only antidote for our emptiness is, is this born lack of self-love is love. Love is the key to filling emptiness once and for all. Love for ourselves, that means we have to be kind to ourselves. And the generous, unconditional love that we can give others without expecting anything in return. Love fills us and makes us whole. And what we have to do with love, it, it's, it, we do it just for the sake of love. That means we give without expecting and we give without expecting. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing in life. And when we give to younger people, we're teaching them the purpose of their lives. And so it's a, it's a great thing when we do this. So when we begin to love ourselves in many ways, we start you know, getting sober. Or we, we ensure our safety. We take care of our basic needs. We remove ourselves from uh, destructive people, from places, from things. And we're safe and we're stable and we're free from self-destructive behavior, then we'll move beyond our bodies to our minds and our spirits. And we begin to process the healing and the help of others. And we face our self-hatred with kindness, with acceptance, with forgiveness, made easier by taking ownership of our destructive actions. That means that we move on without those destructive behaviors. We free ourselves from our hatred of others and ourselves by seeing it clearly and accepting it. And with time, you know, acceptance dissolves our hatred. 
And we begin to love and we shift from feeling of unwholeness to wholeness. And we transition from self-hatred to self-love. And we emotionally uh, stop abandoning ourselves and we commit to our lives and we accept our vulnerabilities with appreciative of our basic innate goodness. All of us are good. All of us have goodness in us. We have to exercise our goodness. We can't just sit with it and go, I'm a good person. You have to exercise your goodness. You can't just leave it there. And so, you know, the beautiful thing about goodness is if, if you have trouble moving or if you have trouble driving or if you have trouble uh, getting out, be a good person and be a good listener. That's magnetic. People love to tell their life stories. People love to examine problems. People love to laugh and, and share the things that they've done in their life that are funny. You know, it, it's a beautiful thing when we're able to be a good listener because that is a very powerful thing. And you don't have to have two legs uh, to be able to, to be that person, that magnetic person. You just have to be a good listener. And that means we accept everyone without judgment. We just validate them. That doesn't mean we uh, agree with them. We just validate them. I understand. I hear what you're saying. So what you're telling me, you know, uh, seeing and acceptance are not just enough, but the healing of the emptiness requires an outward action towards the world. So in addition to taking care of ourselves emotionally and securing our safety, our stability, our basic needs, we need to develop a daily life discipline of continuing to nurture both our lives as well as the lives of others. We take care of our life in order to take care of other people. And this is the purpose and the meaning of life and of love. So, you know, we we tend to, uh, you know, do tiny acts of kindness in our lives and understand that life is a process. It's not an outcome. Life is just full of process and it just continues to evolve all the way to the end and we all die. But the deal is in that process, you have to ask yourself, what did I do in my process? Did I self-absorb or did I reach out and help others? You know, you, you, you don't have to have a label on yourself to help other people. You can help other people in so many different ways. And hopefully helping others gives you joy. You know, if you're a mechanic, be a mechanic and help other people with that thing because that's what they need. They need transportation. So if you can help in that way, doesn't mean you do it for free, but that means you do it out of an act of love to help them. You know, we... Uh, to love is to love all of life, not just ourselves. We're part of a one great big experiential experience. That means that we're always experiencing life. We're always taking it in. You always have the opportunity to make somebody else's day even better. You know, and we need to have that. This is why we need to devote ourselves to a life of service, to life. And our purpose and our meaning lives beyond us when we service life you know you you you, uh look at look at uh the america's pastor billy graham 99 years he lived and as a minister for probably 75 years he lived an enormously wonderful life but his life by far reached so many other people he will be remembered for hundreds of years likely by the work and the meaning that he gave to bring people back to the Word of God, you know, and that is a beautiful thing. So healing our emptiness means embarking on a program of generosity. That means giving. That doesn't mean giving money. It means giving of ourselves. 
Giving is one of the most useful practices to take us from negative self-preoccupation to the fulfillment of love. You know, giving is a gift we give to ourselves, and it, it involves focusing away from our preoccupations, our worries. Though we still care for our needs, we forget ourselves in the giving. And so in the act of giving, we're no longer working for ourselves in that act of giving. That doesn't mean we go back and we do safety and we do finances and we do all this other stuff that it takes to be alive. But in that act of giving, we give freely and we rejuvenate our energy and our joy. And so our most selfish act is the act of selflessness. And this is why some say love is a selfish program. Well, acting with love in all of our daily affairs not only heals our emptiness, but it brings us straight for a joyful fulfillment in our life. Now, let's talk about loneliness. You know, you can be lonely whether or not you have a partner, relatives, or a whole lot of friends. As a matter of fact, marriage can be the loneliest place in the universe when it's not working, when you don't communicate, when all you do is argue. When, when everything is just about the need to have power or control, when you have the need and desire to be interpersonally connected, recognize that things are missing and then you become wrapped in this emotional feeling of emptiness because you're self-isolated. Emotions, by definition, are immediately felt when triggered by a particular event or a stimulation or a stimulus. So loneliness can be triggered when you're thinking of a significant relationship that has ended or if you realize that your relationships are not emotionally satisfying or if you've lost a loved one or if your access to a social relationship has been altered because of life circumstances or at the moment you recognize that you're not truly known and understood by other people. When you're lonely, it is unlikely you'll remember that emotions serve a purpose. You know, since, you know, it's interesting when you think about your emotions, they're meant to motivate you. And if they don't motivate you to do something good, throw them away. Emotions are fleeting. You know, if we invest in fulfilling our emotions, we lose our purpose in life. Your purpose in life has to do with your thoughts, not your feelings. And if you can overcome that, you have the opportunity to end emptiness and get outside of yourself. You know, loneliness can make you feel empty, and it's a sense of longing for someone to really know you. And if you are without friends, you may wish to have someone in your life who will relieve that emptiness. Yet loneliness may not clearly be linked to the reality of a situation because it can exist when connections with others are fleeting, meaningless, and not what you consider to be significant. Thus, you may have many friends, but they're like homies. You know, they're, they're, or you may be in a room full of people, but you're not connected. You're still lonely. And that's because you're not trying to give to other people. You're not trying to reach out and touch other people. You're just existing there to tell your own story. And so loneliness, like all emotions, creates a certain uh, uh, thoughts. And therefore, they cause you to imagine that everyone else has the kind of, of affiliations that you desire and that other people are enjoying the company of others while you're feeling inadequate and disconnected. So your longing for closeness may at times lead you to believe that your situation may never end. But once again, life's a process. It never ends. It just continues to go and go and go, and it will give you back what you reach out for. But that means you have to have empathy and understanding. Pick your battles. You know, emotions differ from prolonged emotional states that define moods. A lonely mood is akin to lingering sadness. But with a particular thing, sadness is, is not having someone in your life that is caring and has a deep understanding that is mutually felt. 
prolonged loneliness can lead you to believe that you are depressed or in some circumstances can lead to depression. You know, across all cultures, humans are motivated by the need to belong and their emotions and behaviors are geared towards satisfying this need. But if you're just there for yourself, just like I said, if you're sitting in church and just giving to yourself and you're not reaching out and talking to other people and trying to be a part of something, you're going to lose your, 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 your bonds are going to go. You're not going to have anywhere to reach out to know the deeper you. And it feels so good to be with someone who knows who you are. That is a powerful thing because that helps your life. And when you have several people who accept your flaws, who accept the things that you've done in life and know that you're just trying to get better, then all they do is they support you and they love you. And that is a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing, but you have to love yourself in order to teach others how to love you. Or, you know, your emptiness may stem from uh, abandoning yourself or not listening to your own hopes, your own desires. You might abandon yourself unintentionally. And what, what that means is we may have a goal or we may have something that we want to do in life and we no longer can do those things. So what we have to do is we have to find a different way to fulfill that need, a different avenue that will give us some gratification. We may not have to work in, a, in an area that we want to work, but we can work in other areas. And, and so that's the way life goes. We have to go with it. Instead of expecting, we have to prefer and we have to work with what we have. You know, it's, a, it's very important to acknowledge the emptiness if you want to heal it. If you're experiencing emptiness, it's more like a gaping hole. Acknowledge it. Be gentle with yourself. Talk to people about it. Say, you know, don't beat yourself up for feeling this way because we all end up feeling that way in life. If it's emptiness is because uh, someone's passing, don't get angry at yourself for grieving. We all understand grieving in some way, shape, form, or fashion. We all go through grieving. We all break out and cry in front of other people at some point if we've lost somebody. That's not something to be embarrassed about. That's a noble thing. That's an understanding. We all can go, wow, I get it. I get it. You know, and that's important. You know, the other thing is to spend time with yourself every day. Fight the urge to satisfy, to be recognized in the outside world by something you wear or your dog or whatever. All these things that we have to to attract other people's attention. Do something by being by yourself and feel, try to figure out what it's going to take to fill the hole. All right, we're going to talk about exploring your current feelings We're going to talk about uh, healing that emptiness, things to do, and then we're going to talk about some of the sense of, of steps to take to get through it. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, 
Host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the feeling of emptiness, that the, the cry of the soul. You know, the, when, when we look at what uh, fulfills, oftentimes we talk about the drugs, alcohol, computer games, television, whatever else. You know, we really need to look inside ourselves and we need to explore our desires, our fears, our hopes, our dreams. This helps you create more meaning in your daily life and in your future because different activities work for different people. So you might find that meditation or writing or going to church or or working with your church in in a congregation, gathering with the church, gathering in small groups or exercise helps focus yourself or all of the above. And it may be uncomfortable at first to do something you haven't done, but the more you practice devoting time and energy to yourself and caring for yourself, the more you have to give. You know, you have to give, just just like money, If you, you got to make money to be able to give money. You, you can't just do it just for the satisfaction of having money. You want to do it in order to be able to create and give and, and create memories and, and it, it give yourself the opportunity to do other things. You know, if you're, uh, if you just took five minutes and notice what you're feeling just right now, you know, it doesn't have to be earth shattering. You might write bored, you might write distracted, you might write curious, 
And if you're having a hard time naming your feelings, go through a list and Google it and try to figure out what emotions you feel. Look for a list of emotions and go through that list and try to identify what those emotions are because not all of us have a very strong emotional vocabulary. So we may not be able to identify the emotions that we're feeling. So go find a list. Make Get a list off of the internet and look through all those emotions and then identify them and then start writing about them or thinking just on each one that jumps out at you. Start to think about what is driving this feeling? How am I coming to this feeling? How do I get through it? The more you recognize it, the more you're able to change. You know, uh, it also can help to pick up part of your body, such as your, your hand or your head, and, 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 and feel uh, sensations that you normally don't feel, like temperature or tension or movement. You know, we, we may just want to become more aware of the environment we're in and be more in tune with it and, and, and hear things that we may not hear and see things that we may not normally see. But as you practice in short intervals of allowing feelings and allowing sensation, you'll gradually broaden your window of tolerance to include bigger feelings for longer periods of time. You also want to explore that, that, that sense of emptiness. You know, We can do this by journaling or taking a walk or drinking a cup of tea. You know, you have to ask yourself, have I been judging myself or comparing myself to other people? You know, do I tell myself positive things or do I tend to to notice my failures and call myself ugly or stupid? You know, are my feelings being considered in my relationships or am I minimizing what I'm feeling? Am I I tending to, to my physical and my health needs or have I turned towards behaviors and addictions to avoid my feelings? You know, am I focusing on the needs of other people? You know, am I trying to prove or win something? Because proving or winning, life is not about proving or winning. That's a game. What we have to do in life is live. We have to be in the process. We cannot be for the outcome. We have to be in the process. Process gives us great outcomes, but you have to invest in process. You're not in life to win. You don't do things to win. That is stupid to do something like that because the winner is only getting gratification for themselves. You know, am I blaming myself or feeling guilty about things that are out of my control? Am I showing myself compassion like I would to a close friend or a family member? Am I asserting myself in my decisions and respecting my personal options? But other than than that, am I respecting other people? Because if we're not listening to other people, if we're not respecting other people, we're not going to get that back. And that is one of the things when we don't feel respected, we go to rage. And so people that go to rage and feed on that rage don't feel respected and they dwell on that but the deal deal is that means we don't respect ourselves either you know commend yourself as kids some of us uh, used to lack uh, the feeling of feeling protected or we felt overwhelmed you know give yourself credit for coming up with a solution that worked when you were small and powerless you know if you overcame of being bullied or if you overcame bad incidents that took place in your life that you had no control of and you moved through them, congratulate yourselves. But then think about it. What did I do? Do I still exist in that or do I move beyond it? You know, feelings of emptiness can lead to distressful thoughts such as love. Uh, life is not worth living or there's no hope. There is hope. There is hope and there is understanding. But you have to get outside yourself. 
that's the beauty of God is you live in faith rather than fear. You begin to live in faith. And that means taking chances. That means investing in things without knowing what the outcome is going to be. It's more important to acknowledge and accept your feelings of emptiness. It's important to be self-compassionate, whether you're experiencing difficult relationships, losses, a feeling of purpose or meaning or or not worthy of living uh, a meaningful or a fulfilling life. It's very important for us to go into that and, and realize that we are only going to heal it if we give of ourselves to other people. Some forms of emptiness can face us and the more common lower forms that we can work to heal. And then there's higher emptiness. At times the lower emptiness assails us because it's, 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 it's called world weariness. We fall into the grip of boredom or the feeling of wasting time or having nothing to do or being tired of the routines and the frustrations and the dissatisfaction with our life, our our jobs, our entertainments, or or the people around us. And so what we usually do is confront this lower emptiness by filling it with busyness, uh, entertainment, shopping, overeating, substance abuse, distractions, you know, uh, that's the dissatisfaction with life. So the more seriously debilitating form of emptiness arises through dissatisfaction of ourselves, self-criticism, self-doubt. This draws us into despondency. And by the way, this is a thought disorder. Despondency, despair, self-loathing, that means our perception needs to change. You know, a difficult childhood experiences can create a whole lot of long-lasting wounds that condition us. Uh, to to not the dissatisfaction of ourselves and with the loss of a significant relationship, a job, some other major undoing may trigger the descent. So the first way to heal it, this emptiness, this acceptance, is accepting our life as it is, where it is, in the moment we're in. Accepting ourselves as we are in this moment. And understanding that many people would love to be in the scenario that we're in in this very moment because theirs could be much worse. And so we can't look at our ours as a tragic uh, a failure. What we lo- have to l- learn is that it is a great, meaningful moment. For instance, let's go back to Viktor Frankl. He came to the United States after being in the concentration camps. He had to restart his whole life, including his family, his children. All, all of them were killed. All of them were killed by the Nazis. But what he did was he went to prisons and he taught prisoners how to live in prison and have meaning in their life. And what happened is he went to some of the worst prisons in the world, seeing, seeing all the worst, very strong, horrible prisons, and taught these prisoners how to love each other, how to have meaning. And what happened is the violence rates in those prisons went down drastically after he left. And, and so what he taught is how to be in prison and how to accept where you are. And then look around you and go, what can I do to help these people? And what happens is your life, even though you're in jail, can have meaning. So, you know, the, the, um, the, the antidote is to accept where we are. And it's necessary. We notice the negative attitudes, the thoughts, the emotions, while not rejecting them either. We let that awareness prompt us to adopt a stance of acceptance of all the bad things. And just begin to go, I can't control it. I can't do anything about it, so all I have to do is just witness it, you know? Why do I have to feed it? Why do I have to deal with, you know, I I can't do anything about it. So as a further complementary approach to healing the lower emptiness, we turn to spiritual practice, creative work, 
you know, the service of others. Each of these broadens our ordinary life, opens us up to the greater world. You know, if you just open the Bible and read it, it doesn't mean you're going to get great meaning out of it. But what it means is you're inviting yourself to have an opportunity to learn something and maybe begin to fulfill or begin to see the view of what God offers you, what, what, what Jesus offers you. It's a great thing. You know, the Bible is full of phrases and things that if we begin to look at ourselves, we can adapt our life to something that is better. You know, if, if we want to stop sinning, read the Ten Commandments and follow them. You know, it's, it's a pretty simple thing. You know, so we want to sense what is right. We want to strengthen our soul through our our effort of significance, sustaining the practice of presence, meaning just being in the moment, not the past, the future. But we begin to develop a very different relationship with life. You know, by entering some creative endeavor, engaging in acts of kindness and service, we touch a region of a timeless value. We're going into what is bigger than us. You know, a higher, sacred, uh, unquenchable emptiness is our core forms of the doorway to going to something better in life, to the divine. This, this emptiness increases our hunger while leading us towards a source of spiritual nourishment. And along the way, the, this higher emptiness guides us to peace and pure consciousness where no thing encumbers us. Stepping further into our empty core, beyond the consciousness, beyond the peace, all questions vanish, and we begin to merge into the purpose of our life. And that is a divine purpose, and it's beautiful. You know, the, the work of healing emptiness distinguishes us from uh, being able to accept the emptiness to what are you going to do with the emptiness. It's an opportunity, you know. So empty goes so many different places. But you want to shift your intention, and that is, and intentions may lead you to make mistakes, and that's okay, because your intention is good. Even if you get bad outcomes and you keep attacking the bad outcome, that's the wrong thing to do. Attack your intention and keep thinking about what is my intention. When you shift your intention to something that is good, something that is loving, something that values you, that respects yourself, that respects other people, then you can start on the path of healing uh, uh, towards that neediness. You know, you want to establish a personal connection to some spiritual source of love and wisdom. And that's a sign that you're hurting. And that is when you are in a place that is most inviting to what any spiritual source has to offer. God, Jesus, whatever it may be, you know, Buddhism, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, it, it, it offer, you are in the perfect place to be received by God. And forgiven. That is where you want to take that pain and convert it to something good. Loving actions heal. Compassionate, empathy actions heal who you are. You know, so we want to look at, we don't want to be left alone in life. We don't want to lack meaning or purpose. We don't want to feel empty or hollow. We don't want to feel numb. We don't want to feel apathy. And if, if you keep dwelling on it and labeling yourself as that's what I'm going to be, that's all you're going to have to have. That's, you know, we don't have to look at ourselves as I'm unlovable or my partner doesn't love me. Who cares what other people think? If other people think are bad things of you, they're really not worth spending much energy on. Um, you know, you don't have to see yourself through other people's eyes. Only see yourself through your own eyes and understand that, that you have to just keep being a good person. So, you know, what soul loss means a disconnection from your soul. 
So uh, this disconnect from our soul uh, can come from trauma, abuse, uh, childhood conditioning, materialism, ego-centered living, and we want to move from that. You know, we want to. We don't want to obsess with money, fame, power, beauty, perfect relationship, whatever. We want to go back into the true meaning of life, and that doesn't come from financial sources or what we've had. All right, that's our show. Our next week's show is Finding Friendship, a how-to guide. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or my website, drgbmft.com. I'm currently scheduling speaking and teaching engagements and conducting intensive coaching for marriages, pre-marriage, individuals in person or over Skype. So please contact me right away if you'd like to book a time, www.drgbmft.com. Now remember, 90% of parenting is dreaming about when you can sleep. Also remember, cuss words are another term for Sentence Enhancers. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 